0: You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. Yelling and screaming. (laughs) The Cubs have finally won the World Series! (laughs) Nice. Uh, uh, Hello! And thanks for downloading the two sorry excuses podcast recording live via via the internet i'm your old pal sanders i'm your good buddy liv and if you are keeping score at home this is episode 116 the happy halloween edition
1: yeah i guess we don't have to venerate all the halloween's past this year
0: especially since
1: halloween's already come and gone
0: it's, that that is true, and, and I guess there's going to be a little continuity issue here, uh, because you know we're talking about the Cubs winning the World Series, and that's a few days after Halloween. However, I think as is Halloween episode tradition, um, I think that the kids at home would like a uh, a final telling. Of the of the eleven oh six Halloween Day massacre. Oh, Sanders maybe. as Peters. Maybe at the end you can you can regale us with the uh, with the tale. Well, we I some, mean, I don't even time. know what to
1: tell anymore. So I mean, it's a. I mean, I know what to tell, but I mean, I guess it's a two person story anyway. So.
0: Uh, so we'll see if we have time, but I know that's a uh, that's always a fan favorite. Kids <laughs> yeah. Love to yeah, fan favorite. <laughs> kids love to hear that one. <laughs> Fredo but. loves hearing that story. Um so who I did hear happy from today actually Happy um happy belated Halloween buddy
1: Yeah happy belated Halloween to you as well and oh, happy 50 ha- happy belated 50th birthday of the New Orleans Saints Oh ah. who, who were born on November 1st, 1966 All Saints Day hence the New Orleans Saints
0: Ah interesting Yeah that's the day the NFL granted the franchise What were some of the other uh, possible names? Oh, man.
1: Uh, I'm sure they were terrible. I I don't know. I'd have to dig into that. But, you know, they're definitely the Saints because of All Saints Day, you know? Sure. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I I think I've seen stuff about that before, but it's, it's so built into the fact that, like, it was their destiny to be the Saints, you
0: know? The Saints. <laughs> I would have assumed, or always assumed, that it was uh, from the song.
1: That's part of it.
0: Right? Because that song is... You know,
1: and that's a New Orleans song.
0: Yeah, uh, above and beyond the Saints, right? What? Above and beyond the Saints, right?
1: What do you mean above and beyond the Saints? Like,
0: it predates the Saints.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. That's a uh, old jazz standard, yeah.
0: Yes, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, get on my page, pal. What's your problem?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't understand what you were saying above and beyond. Yes. You know?
0: Yes. Uh, But now you do. Now we're good. Um, All right. So, happy birthday, Saints, which is good to know. Um, Also, before we get into uh, a bunch of other shit, um, did you watch the World Series last night?
1: I did, but I missed when the Cubs scored in the 10th because baseball is so fucking boring. I fell asleep. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I fell asleep for the top of the 10th because they had the rain delay it was already 11 something and baseball is boring and it's hard to friggin pay attention when it takes that long to play games.
0: You know, it's probably been, uh, <laughs> how long has, how long have Guy and Lexi been dating? What is that, like five years now? So it's been at least six or seven because they weren't even dating the last time I I went to a baseball game. And that was probably the last baseball game I watched from start to finish. Yeah. And uh, I watched last night's from uh, – from beginning to end and, and was really compelled. Uh, that was, that was probably one of
1: no. And then I woke up in time to watch the bottom. tenth. I was like, fuck, they scored two runs. I didn't even see it. <laughs> cause that's the only part of the game I missed
0: really. Yeah. Right. Right. You know? Right.
1: <laughs> but it's cause they had that friggin' 20 minute rain delay. And I was sitting there like, we're coming back in eight minutes. And then that time I fell asleep. Cause you know, I remember it was like 1107 or something. And they were like,
0: uh, they plan on starting again at twelve fifteen. You know. Oh, see, I had shut down, um, so I was watching the the game downstairs on the television. Roscoe had gone to bed at that point. I was um, just kind of enjoying, you know. I never lay down on the couch and you know veg and watch a watch a sporting event, so I was kind of enjoying, you know, like being a regular person. And uh, when it went to rain delay, I said, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna just go upstairs and watch it on." on my phone um but I figured it was going to be you know 30 minute in you, you know a rain delay yeah um but luckily I had just logged back in and they had just started back up um so I saw I saw the rest the rest of the game and it was good it was good but the yeah. the reason I bring it up um is because there is um well one I've watched a couple of the games. Actually, I think I might have watched all the games, which was one of the reasons I didn't, uh, I hadn't been in contact with you about, you know, setting up this episode. Because one, I know you're a big Chicago Cubs fan, so I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> right. you. But two, I was also enjoying. You are joking, uh, uh, right? Yes, <laughs> yes,
1: yes. All right, I wanted to make that. I clear. was, well,
0: I was, well, I was enjoying the. Um, I was enjoying. It. That's a throwback to your um, Ferris Buell yes. Chicago trip. For for anybody yeah. listening,
1: I will say this much: the Cubs win the World Series is probably the most exciting thing to happen to white people <laughs> since Friends went off the air. There, uh, that is the whitest thing in the world to be a Cubs yeah. fan.
0: Yeah, uh, it really is. Well, like it's it's funny you say that because. Um, is because there's apparently only three Cubs fans, black people in Chicago. No. Apparently, three Cubs fans. If you watch a Cubs, three game. Cubs fans worth worth noting. Three three Cubs fans of note: Bill Murray, Bill Murray, Vince Vaughn, and yes. Eddie Vetter. Eddie Vetter who couldn't yes. be any whiter.
1: Yeah, I mean, those are like those are like the three. Those are three heroes of white America. Yes,
0: exactly.
1: You know, exactly. but like, and like the Cubs are super popular down here. You know, like if you're a baseball yeah. fan in the New Orleans area, it's probably seventy-five percent chance you're a Cubs fan. Because WGN, right? And it's
0: all white people. Because WGN, is that?
1: Yeah, you know, WGN helped expand it even more. I, but I think they were kind of popular to begin with, like older okay. people. And I. Th- You know, you know, and then and then WGN really made it explode, you know, because back in the day there was St. Louis was popular down here, probably because they were as far west and south as baseball went before
0: 1958.
1: Yeah. Right. right. That makes sense. So the Cubs are kind of on that edge, too. And I think even the radio station back then used that was the thing back in the day. St. Louis Cardinals games used to play on the radio down here. I think Cubs did to a lesser degree, but yeah, it really blew up once WGN superstation started coming around. Right, you know, right? Because they're way more popular than the
0: Braves, and TBS was here too. Yeah, you know? okay, that makes sense.
1: You know, I mean the Braves are more popular here probably than they are, and, you know, than they should be. But Cubs are far, far more popular than anything else. Okay, here. all right. You know, like, there's there's Cubs bars down here, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, there's bars that friggin' wave the Cubs flag outside, you know? See, I always think that's kind of... I can think of two right off the top of my head, and I'm sure there's more than that, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think that's kind of weird. There's one thing... It's one thing to be a college bar, you know? But yeah. to be a professional sports bar for an out-of-team, an, out-of-c- an out-of-city team... an out of Uh, is a little weird. I understand New Orleans doesn't have a baseball team and and I could fly there, but, um, yeah, that that seems like a stretch.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I know there's one bar in particular, the Milan Lounge, and I don't know if it's officially been a Cubs bar for more than, like, 10 years or so, but, like, the guy that owns it was a big Cubs fan, you know, so it's become the gathering spot for like big Cubs games. So I know there was like on the NOLA.com, which is the newspaper website here. They had video of Milan Lounge celebrating the Cubs game last night, you know, but you know, the Cubs, but it is like, I think we talked about that when I went to Chicago, how I observed the ultra whiteness of it all. And, and then, And then I went to a White Sox game and even and even it stood an even starker contrast when you went to a White Sox game about how uber white it was. Right. But then like last night or like even when they had the games at Wrigley, you know, and every time they show them, it's all, you know, even the celebrities are all white, you know, whereas like, you know, Indians was pretty white because it's baseball, which is a white sport, you know. I mean, white people love baseball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but like at least LeBron and J.R. Smith and people like that are other celebrities they're showing in the crowd. Oh, I know? didn't see
0: J.R. Smith. Did he have a shirt on?
1: <laughs> I think he took the shirt off at some point, <laughs> you know.
0: He's from uh he's from here. He grew up in the next town uh, yeah. over from, from Jackson and
1: Yeah, he went to like Saint Benedict's, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. There,
0: um. But that's all uh, right. Uh,
1: because the Pelicans, when they were the Hornets, drafted him. Yeah. As a fir- uh, Yeah, and he played here. He played here for a few he's years, a,
0: and he was just. He's always.
1: He's just reckless. Case, ever since, uh, even. Yeah, he's reckless. He just freaking throws up shots left and right. Like you know, he's just. You know I don't know
0: he's he's nut he's a nut, um, but getting back to the uh, the the. Uh, celebrity uh, rooting section for the Chicago Cubs. They, uh, whatever people, it, it was an easy knit to pick. Um, you know, with the enough with Bill Murray, enough with Bill Murray. You know, we get it. Yeah, we get yeah. it. That didn't bother me so much. He's he's clearly their their most uh, their most visible and most popular fan. And I, I'm a friend of Bill Murray. I mean, I'm a friend of Bill Murray's <laughs> Name dropper here, huh? You know, so me and me and Will go... Friend of Bill Murray toiling with gig work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and Bill are real tight, huh?
0: <laughs> oh, I'm a fan of Bill Murray, so I'm willing to cut him some slack, you know? And I've heard that he can be a dick and, yeah. and, and whatever. But it, my uh, my take on that is he's, you know, he's kind of earned it. You know
1: you know what I'll say this much about Bill Murray. I like Bill Murray a lot but but I think we reached critical mass of Bill Murray about three or four years ago, you know, like the Bill Murray doing random stuff for random people type right, of thing right, and all this shit. Bill Murray shows up at somebody's wedding and stands in to be the best man or whatever yeah. you know hell, they even had this week where he
0: bought some random woman a ticket to the game, you know? Well, I had read the opposite Bill Murray uh anecdote where he uh he is a dick. And it was um it was a guy or a kid or something who saw him at at a golf tournament. Maybe it was even like the Ryder Cup a couple uh couple cycles ago. And um he asked Bill Murray for an autograph and the kid handed him he handed, handed him a ball and a Sharpie and asked for his autograph. Bill Murray signed his name, showed it to the kid, and chucked it in the water. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> a, but, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. They have all those stories about of course. Bill Murray's random acts in public. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah.
0: Of course. Of course.
1: All these anecdotal accounts of Bill Murray just showing up on the scene. And they did have stuff involving weddings and engagements or whatever, you know? Right, uh, right. But but I'll say this much The reason I really don't get on Bill Murray For all that shit is Because Bill Murray Fucking doesn't like Didn't like Chevy Chase back in the day And Chevy Chase is a cocksucker And I bring this up Because I was watching a classic episode Of Carson From the late 70s uh, Last week and it was probably one of Gallagher. It was probably Gallagher's first appearance on Carson. But you remember the comedian yeah, Gallagher, course. and Chevy Chase was on there, which was odd. Anyway, it was Chevy Chase, Gallagher, and then there was um, there was some actress on there. And Chevy Chase came out first, and he was promoting some shitty comedy, national comedy test thing he was doing for NBC, and because this was after he quit. SNL, which kind of pissed everybody off, you know. You know, the famous story about him getting like a fist fight with Bill Murray, yes, backstage at SNL, yeah. you know. And, um, and so I was watching this, and I think it might have been one of the yeah, it was probably an hour and a half because it must have been a weekend I was watching because Carson was an hour and a half until like 81 or something, you know, because there was no other late night shows back right. then. Uh, well, Gallagher comes out and you know, Carson's like, we got a new comedian here. You know, he's really wild. He's got this act. And he brings out Gallagher. You know, Gallagher's thing was the smash-o-matic, you know, sledgehammer and shit. Which I learned a little bit more about his routine, looking up, googling all this stuff afterwards. So he comes out and does his act. And Carson calls him over. And he comes and sits down, you know. And Chevy Chase is saying shit to him. You know, like being a dick. And then later on, this actress comes out. And I forget who the actress was, you know? But it was somebody who you might have... She was some new young actress, you know? Uh, Oh, it was Barbara Bach, I believe. You know, who I think might have been married to... She might have been married to Ringo Starr, possibly, at one point. I'm not sure. But anyway, you know, later on, fucking after she comes out, you know... Somehow, fucking Chevy Chase and and Gallagher start getting into it, you know, and like they're gone at it. And Gallagher, you know, was like, "I don't give a fuck about what you think." But you know, this like, is on the show. Like it was, yeah, this was like really, you know, a lot of animosity, you know. And so I was, I was like, wait, because I was in like the kitchen while all this shit was going on. I don't have, you know, I can't rewind it, you right. know. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I, I started looking up and I found a website talking about Gallagher, gone back and forth with Chevy Chase. And then, of course, this wasn't included, but I came across it might have been, uh, you know, from like a gawker story or something. It was like ten, eleven 11 times Chevy Chase was a dick, <laughs> you know, and it was talking about, and it was written like four or five years ago the long history of Chevy Chase's dickness, you know? <laughs> And I was like, I've heard about him being a dick before, you know? And I was like, yeah, fuck Chevy Chase. So because Chevy Chase exists and Bill Murray coincided with him, even though apparently Bill Murray claims to be friends with him now, I'll always give Bill Murray a pass no matter how overexposed he becomes. (laughs) All right. All right. Because fuck Chevy Chase, even though I do like the movie Fletch.
0: Yes, right I was g I was gonna say I was looking at his filmography. you gotta forgive him you gotta give him a pass because of Fletch, but uh
1: yes, because I mean, maybe we could probably end th- the first couple of vacation movies, but besides that, his movies suck.
0: <laughs> um, well let's see here.
1: Funny farm sucked. I remember gonna see that in the theater when I was a kid. Yeah.
0: okay, let's see here. Caddyshack was in 80. Yep. Apparently, he was a huge cocksucker on the set of Caddyshack. Uh, vacation in 80. Well, I mean, at some point, at some point, uh, it, the, in that era, they were all coked up anyway.
1: Yeah, well, that's part of it. But then I read more about it. Chevy Chase was a super rich kid from New York City. Oh, uh, okay. Like, he went to, like, elite prep schools and shit. Like, he's like...
0: The guy you don't want to right, like. Right, 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 right. All right. You know. Um, so eighty was Caddyshack. Uh, Eighty-three was National Lampoon. Let's
1: hope Chevy Chase never gets wind of this <laughs>
0: podcast. Eighty-five is Fletch, uh, and your which I saw in the theater too, which was European great. European Vacation was eighty-five. Eighty-five was yep. Saw that in the spies like us. He had a big. Uh, Yeah, that's an okay movie. Eighty-five was a big.
1: uh, Yeah, it was a big year. year. That was the peak of his powers.
0: Then um, Three Amigos was eighty-six, which I do like,
1: but he was my least favorite of the Amigos. I'll say Uh, (laughs) eighty.
0: That you've been (laughs) holding that. (laughs) Uh. Steve Martin was my favorite Amigo. Um, and then that's really it. That's where he where he fell off the rails for me was in 1992, he did uh, the memoirs of an Invisible Man. And uh, somebody had done, either was a director or a co-star or something, um, was doing promotion for the movie. And apparently he pissed this person off too. And they were like, yeah. Uh, the only problem with the movies is um, Chevy Chase complained that he didn't have enough camera time. So they had to reshoot a lot of the Invisible Man scenes to include a fully visible Chevy Chase. And a movie but about a man, man. You know, so that kind of... Uh, yes. I kind of summed him up.
1: Yeah, and then, like, a few years ago, like, when, you know, however long ago was when Community first came out. I used to like that show early yeah. on, you know? And then, you know, Chevy Chase was in. It. He hadn't done shit in years, you know? And then, but then he started causing a ruckus on that show, and he started talking shit about television, you know, oh, television sucks, you know, like, like as if he was too good for it. And it's like, where the hell have you been? No one's hiring you for shit, you know? Yet you're too good to do a TV show, you know? And and he kind of, and he, and he kind of fucked up that show a lot, you know? And apparently everybody on the set there hated him too, you know, like all the other actors. Yeah. He sucks. You know, I mean, what movies did he do? He was the fucking repairman and hot tub time machine, you know, like a like a friggin role that he probably shot for one day.
0: Yeah, that and he hadn't been around in a while.
1: Yeah, that's why I found friggin rich about him bitching about being on TV. You know, but he doesn't have to do anything because he's from a super wealthy family anyway. So, you know, he's rich regardless of whether he acts or not. So when I found that out even more that he was from some super elite, you know, new five fifth generation or whatever, or whatever it was, some kind of ridiculously,
0: you know, old money, New York City family, you know, I was like, screw
1: him even more.
0: He was born in lower Manhattan and raised in Woodstock. His father, Edward Tinsley Chase, was a prominent Manhattan book editor and magazine uh, writer. His mother uh, was a concert pianist. Uh, who was the daughter of uh, Admiral Miles Browning who served a critical role at the Battle of Midway in World War II yeah you don't like him Uh, already (laughs) he's a 14th generation New Yorker yeah 14th generation
1: I knew it was something ridiculous
0: his ancestors include uh, Mayor Van Cortland uh, Mayor John Johnstone the Schuyler family yeah. Yeah, he's a douche. He's a douche.
1: Yeah. Um, so that even that even nailed it. It wasn't that he's just... Like, yes, it might have been enhanced because of all the Coke use, but he was already a dick.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> uh, without a doubt.
1: <laughs> and I even read some friggin' story about when he came back to host SNL, like, not long after he left, and and he demanded... To do the weekend update yeah. or some shit, he pissed chain curtain yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, I read that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, did you just yeah, read it? Yeah, it must have been somewhere. Uh, what? Well, yeah. Why was that? Oh, like not not just now, like while we're on the here, but yeah, I just read it. Yeah, it was one of those. It was in that list of eleven times or whatever it was that he was being yeah, an it asshole. Must have been whatever. an anniversary
0: of, or something or. Um, I had read like an article about his his going back and Jane Curtin uh, being pissed off. Yeah. But um, so
1: so if we want to get back so to Bill, Bill Murray, Murray and the Cubs, we can get back. So to there
0: that. was a, there's a picture that's circulating, uh, and it's Bill Murray on the field, uh, reacting to the um, to the win. He's got like okay. uh, if you Google Cubs Bill Murray. It's the picture that comes up. He's got his hand over his face. Um, He's got his hand over his face. He's wearing... (laughs) He's wearing what must be... um, What must be his own clothing line. So Google Bill Murray. Uh, He's like taking
1: a selfie or something. No, no, no.
0: If uh, you... uh, Okay, it's a different Are you Googling picture. here? Okay, hold on. Yeah, go to the images. No, don't go to images. Just go... Just go to all, and it'll be in the news. You know how there's that little... Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, oh, I see the one. Yeah, it's from
0: the same set of shots. Yeah, yeah so it's got him yeah, with his one... uh, hand over his...
1: Yeah, I mean, I saw a clip on... Inside Edition, of course, since it's a celebrity dish. Right. So that was a big story. They showed him in the locker room with Theo Epstein spraying. Sh- and Theo Epstein's like spraying champagne on him, like Fox Sports or whatever gave him the mic, gave Bill Murray the microphone, you know, to like interview people.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see the picture. He's got this ridiculous shirt on over. He's got a. <laughs> shirt on over a shirt
0: and looks like you might have a tie on
1: yeah yeah he's wearing a tie under that i wonder where he got the shirt from because maybe somebody must have given him the shirt because see it's like it's got beers on it or it's, something or cocktails or something i
0: think it's his clothing line Okay, but was
1: he wearing that stuff? I mean, I know they showed him during the game, but I don't think he was he, wearing that. He was. The game, he was though. definitely wearing that during the game. I had seen him in the shirt. and I have So he was wearing this dress shirt with a tie with this shirt with, like, beverages printed all yeah. over it over it
0: during the right. game. Right. Okay. Um, What's funny is I just noticed about this picture. It looks like Adam Cooper is over his shoulder uh, it uh, not his shoulder. If you go uh, left of left of frame, okay, looks anyways. like Adam Cooper. Oh yeah, that guy back there. Oh uh, yeah, but the yeah, the yeah. but what the point I'm I'm trying to make is that uh, for the last twenty minutes, um, and not doing a very good job of it, is that the picture was taken by Ezra Shaw. Oh,
1: old Ezra. He comes back. He up. does
0: come back up. He does come back up, uh, and he's got some pretty good. Um, he's got some pretty good credits to his name. So I was on Reddit, and that's where I saw the picture. Um, and Ezra Shaw Getty Images. Yeah, I mean he's legitimate. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Oh John Cusack, that's another yes. Super Cubs comes- because it, this this picture's in an L.A. Times story, and and it's like John Cusack and friggin' Eddie Vedder shit
0: holding hands or some bullshit. Yes. Right, John Cusack's <laughs> up there as well.
1: Who is a super white
0: actor? Yes. Also a super white actor. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. I mean, say anything. Come on. Um. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, so let's get into super photographer, Ezra Shaw. Shaw.
0: So on Reddit is this picture of, uh, of Bill Murray. And of course, you know, there's uh, a bunch of jokes and, um, you know, banter that goes back and forth on Reddit before you get to um, of anything of substance. And about halfway down the chain is uh, is a note from a guy who says, hey, this is Ezra Shaw. I went to hu- The guy who took this picture is Ezra Shaw. I went to high school with Ezra. Um, he also took – and then somebody else commented that he's also responsible for the uh, infamous Beyonce picture. Uh, from the Super Bowl that that she had scrubbed from the internet.
1: Which the one was one where that?
0: She's making the face. Um. Uh, you know, she's like making like a snarly. There was a bunch, There was a whole uproar about it. Um, I guess I just
1: kind of blocked all that shit out because I thought it was so stupid. Was this like the? The whole anti police bullshit. No, no, no,
0: no, no. No, it was even worse. It was even worse because um this was a picture that was just captured while she was doing her, her routine. Oh, okay. Uh if you Google uh unflattering Beyonce Super Bowl. <laughs> unflattering Beyonce. <Super> Bowl. <laughs> it's
1: just so ridiculous. <laughs> Let me Google unflattering Beyonce Super Bowl. <laughs> unflattering Beyonce Super Bowl.
0: Okay. So you'll see a bunch of memes for it.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah! I remember this photo. Okay, that's. An- I just kind of. Uh, I don't look on Reddit as much as you do, I guess. Um. And by as much as you do, if you looked at it once in the past six months,
0: you look at it a lot more than I do. <laughs> Um Bro, do you even lift Yeah, so look at that meme. That's the picture. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a terrible
1: picture. As yes. a shot. I mean it's just unfortunate because that's it's just photographers
0: out there just snapping shitloads of exactly. pictures and
1: this is one of the frames they right. capture.
0: Right. And it was it yeah. wasn't obviously wasn't malicious. He's just, you know, shooting a whole roll of film. And uh she went nuts, and had like, you know, legal action taken to try to yeah.
1: Beyonce's public, publicist wants to erase
0: these seven unflattering
1: photos from yes, the internet, Gawker, yes.
0: and uh, and Buzzfeed right below it. Yes. So, um, they make a note about you know Ed Shaw was the photographer. So I have a red I have a a Reddit account, but I don't I don't normally. I definitely don't post. I normally don't comment, but because this is Ezra Shaw. I felt the need I felt the need to Oh you got involved? I, I did. I did get involved. I said, uh, hey, I know Ezra Shaw. He went to Syracuse. He's a good guy. The way the way I recall the legend of Ezra Shaw is that as an undergrad, he was so talented that Sports Illustrated contracted him to be one of those special correspondents that they hired to shoot on the campuses of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Uh, on the campuses of the NCAA men's basketball tournament teams to produce the SI National Championship Commemorative Edition. So when SU beat Mississippi, you
1: self-aggrandizing <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> All right, well, I'll let you
0: finish. So when <laughs> so when SU beat Mississippi State in the Final Four, I happened to work at the bar Ezra was shooting at on Marshall Street. Since we kind of knew each other, he took a bunch of pics of me doing stupid college stuff. Uh, we ended up losing the Kentucky in the National Championship game, and my college career was never memorialized. I said, oh, well, at least he looks like he's doing well for himself. Here's his link to his work. Too long, didn't read. Bill Murray, Beyonce, and I share the same photographer.
1: <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't note that you ended up in the pages of Woman's Day magazine? or New I
0: didn't, know how, or to, I didn't know how to work it in, and I couldn't find that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Although,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I, well, you, where did it recur a I few years ago? You remember when it popped up? New York, uh...
0: New York post.
1: Oh. All right. in a story about male fanaticism or something or sports fanaticism or some bullshit.
0: You know, I don't, I don't remember. And I looked on our, on our, uh, on our, uh, what's it called? Facebook feed. Cause yeah. I assume we would have posted yeah, it. Yeah. I got
1: to ask Mike Reardon cause I know we, I I know there was, uh, see the problem is that was probably so many phones ago. You know, because I know there was a text string with Mike Reardon yes. and BP and you. you yeah. know, at least at least four of us involved with that. You know, because I think I might have seen it that morning.
0: Yeah, and I think you had sent it out and said, uh, you know, something along the lines of every couple years it it pops up.
1: Yeah, because I think I saw it on Facebook or something. You know. Oh, maybe. No, I mean, like, I saw the link or something. I don't know. Well, I might have done Facebook and then also text because I knew BP didn't have
0: Facebook. Yeah, yeah, but that's why it wouldn't have been on... I thought we found the article and posted it on our Facebook Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: article was... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think we did that. I think
0: you found it somewhere and showed it to us.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I might have sent... I might have tagged some people in it. I got to check my thing out. You right. know, Because I because for some reason, I think Steve Ensminger might have given it a like or some shit. I'll have to go look into it. You know? Who knows?
0: Yeah. I but, didn't. Uh, I did not. Um, that was a long time ago. I didn't, and I totally forgot that Ezra Shaw would have been the photographer on that photo as well. Yeah. It didn't, uh, it didn't dawn on me.
1: Was he not the photographer of that photo?
0: Uh, he probably was. He, he probably most likely was. I just okay. forgot. The the what I was thinking of specifically was on the sh- in uh, out on Marshall Street. Was uh was the he was capturing the celebration? But I never put two.
1: Yeah, it might have been somebody else. No, no, no! I though, guarantee I the the it.
0: Women's Day thing was probably him. I just never put two and two together. Okay. Because it was the same game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah,
1: yeah. could probably call Brian. He probably
0: has a copy of the magazine still. Uh, I think I still have a copy of the magazine somewhere. Probably
1: under the stack of <laughs> top 10 lists,
0: uh. <laughs> which apparently are always on hand. <laughs> you know, what's funny is that those, um, is that <laughs> stack of top 10 lists hasn't moved since the last time we did the podcast. They're on the floor underneath my Chuck Taylor's right next to my desk. And my room isn't that messy. It's not like I've got, you yeah. know, like
1: I mean, I have stuff from college I know that I still have in my possession, but where it's at, whether it's in the building I'm living in right now or somewhere else, I'm not sure, right, you know. Right, right, right. So I'm impressed with your ability to be like, "Wait, <laughs> let's go see what top 10 list it was." <laughs> Wait, it's that easily it's that readily accessible? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like well, you
1: got file cabinets right there. All right, here we are, <laughs> early to mid nineties. <laughs> All right, T for top ten.
0: I uh, <laughs> I throw in, I put in a number. I put in the uh, you know the requisition code, and I've got like one of those um, dry cleaner racks that goes around, like a big storage unit thing. It just brings me yeah. to the proper, you know, the proper filing box, and it's right in there. Nice. So, uh, so anyway, Ezra Shaw made an appearance. So anyway, Ezra Shaw made an appearance uh, in my day. Good for Ezra, man. Um, which is good. Which is good. I always like checking out what Ezra Shaw is up to. Yeah, as you should. Um,
1: it's good to see he's still out there. You know, getting his name out there even though he doesn't need our help at all, because obviously he's rather successful. You know, he's working. His stuff is picked up by Getty Images and spread around all over the country all the time. I yeah, know.
0: I mean, he's been a, a staff photographer at Getty for, since he graduated college. He's been there forever. He's got to be... Oh, all right. So he's been there for 20 he's years. He's got to be one of their senior photographers. Yeah. All right. Good st-
1: Good stuff. Um,
0: all right. So... Uh, so that's my that's my uh, my Bill Murray Super Bowl, Ezra Shaw, Syracuse tidbit for the day. Um, yeah. how was your uh, how's your Halloween?
1: Uh well I wanna finish up on the World Series oh, yeah? we might as well talk about it a you little bit. You got a little
0: bit. World Series stuff to go?
1: No, I mean just wanna wrap up on the feelings oh, about go it. Go ahead,
0: go
1: ahead. A I was never a Cubs fan you know because like i told you it was such a popular team i couldn't stand them anyway the other thing is and i re- and i always i've said this too and anybody with a brain knows this the cubs are not lovable losers you know the cubs are a super wealthy franchise that that preferred to lose because they were making shit tons
0: of money anyway you know <laughs> <laughs> How do you tell us how you really feel?
1: <laughs> and the funny thing is I actually read a thing about that today and did spend the guys like celebrate Cubs fans, but, but quit the lovable loser shit. It's like you, you could be the Yankees if you wanted to, you right. know, because they, they are one of the most profitable franchises, you know, and, and now one of the things for so long the Cubs sucked. The one reason they sucked was because there was no incentive to be good because their fans were coming to the games anyway. You know, even in Chicago, even when the White Sox won the World Series and the Cubs sucked, it was still all about the Cubs. You know, even what really tells you that is like last week, like, you know, there was an image going around. There was all these things going around, but there was one in particular where it was like championships won since 19-whatever, you know, and it was like Cleveland, and it was the Cavaliers since the last time the Browns won, you know, and and then – and then they have Chicago, and this is from ESPN. It's all the logos of the Blackhawks, you know, how many times they've won it. So it was logo for every time they won it, and the Bulls, and the one Bears logo. But they didn't have a White Sox logo. <laughs> you know? Right. So it's like the White Sox aren't even considered a Chicago team, you know. <laughs> Them winning the World Series wasn't even acknowledged. Like the Cubs are super popular. But because the Cubs, because of that, and because I can't stand the Cubs, another thing is I was so divided because it's like I want to see them lose because I want to see the Cubs lose, you know. But it was cool. I went up there this year, and I went to a game. Uh, the other thing is I was I was like, well, I kind of wish they would win it this year just so they quit talking about it every fucking year, you know. Yeah. 'Cause it's like their shtick is that they never win the World Series. And even though I was too even though I was too young to remember any of this, apparently up until nineteen eighty, that was the deal with the Phillies. And the Phillies, if you look at their they were the first major league baseball team to reach ten thousand losses, which happened sometime in the past fifteen yes. years. Like they were famous for sucking, you know, forever. And that was always their shtick. Is the Phillies always suck? Oh, they're always terrible. And then people quit talking about that once they finally won the World Series, you know. So, part of me want the Cubs to win just so they quit talking about that all all that shit. But the other half want me want them to lose just because I want them to lose, you know. But I definitely didn't. And and I was I was like, let them win this year because last year I didn't want them to win because that was the year that back to the future Two predicted they win the world series. I mean, you see how popular the, the Cubs shit is, you know? I mean, you can't avoid it. Uh, right, right. Right. Like, the re- could you imagine had they won last year, the year back to the future predicted, you'd never hear the end of that shit. You know? <laughs> uh, but, but they act like, like as if the Indians were some juggernaut, you know? keep in mind the Indians sucked most of the time from 19 but from 1954 which might you know they won the last time they won was in 48 but from like the late 50s on to like the 90s when they got a good good again, they usually sucked but they acted like you know it's like it's not like the Indians have a whole bunch of skins on the wall but everything was all about the cubs you know right and even if the Indians would have won last night, it would have been all about the Cubs still. You know? The story would have been like, oh, the Cubs lose again. <laughs> <laughs> so fine, let them win, and they're probably going to, you know, if they don't win again, they'll probably be at least in two more World Series with this team because they're stacked, you know? And it really sucked because them winning the World Series was inevitable to me, especially when the Dodgers got 2-1 to one and then they just shut them down. You know, it's like this shit's inevitable now, you know, and then there's a brief glimmer of hope that maybe the Indians would pull it out when they miraculously tied it up last night. But so be it, man. So be it. But um, but that's all I got to say about that shit. So they want it. Just let's hope they don't become like like the Boston fans, you know. Well, how so? Come on, you know how the Boston
0: fans are. Yeah, I know how the Boston fans are, but I want you to say it.
1: <laughs> <They> went... <laughs> <Yeah>. Insufferable, <laughs> can we say? Like they went from hmm. complaining about the curse to they're the greatest of everything of all time, and that's another thing that kills me. And And we've had this conversation before about the Olympics and like, you know, about... Back during the Olympics, we were having this conversation. Everything's the best ever. So already today, I see shit about that was the best baseball game ever played last night. Come on, man. Seriously? You know? Like, everything that happens now is the best ever, definitively. Yeah,
0: well, it's the land of hyperbole. Now, I will say this. I will say that, as I said, it's the first baseball game that kept my attention in the last you know, seven to 10 years.
1: Yeah, it was a good game. I mean, I, I was watching Nova doing parts of it in Secrets of the Dead on PBS because, and and I'd switch back 20 minutes later and they're still in the seventh inning, but but nevertheless, it was a good game, but it wasn't because, I mean, I'll say this much, it wasn't because the pitching was the greatest pitch in the world. A lot of it was the result that they had, fucking teams were rolling up gassed, gassed pitchers out there, you know? Yes. I mean, like, fucking Kluber, that was his third game out of seven, you know? <laughs> you know how rare that is for a guy to pitch start three games? Yeah. You know? Then Andrew Miller, he was obviously frigging gassed, yeah. you know? Lester was obviously... Friggin' a bit gas because he had just pitched the other night, you know, and game five, he started and he comes in there. And then obviously Chapman was fucking toast, you know? So it wasn't like it was like, you know, I mean, to call it the best game ever was kind of preposterous. It was exciting. And when fucking Rajay Davis, a guy that only has 55 career homers hit that friggin' home run, that was ridiculous. Yes, right. You know? You know, I mean, that was fucking crazy. Because at that point, you're like, oh, maybe the Cubs are fucking cursed because they were this close, and they got a, you know, there's like two outs, and there's a light hitting guy up at bat, and he friggin' takes the ball over the fucking left field wall. You know, it was friggin' insane. It was,
0: it was no doubt an instant classic. But now nowadays, everything, yeah, everything needs to be the extreme, right?
1: Yeah, you just can't say it was a right. classic. Everybody wants to be.
0: Everybody wants to be yeah. a part of the ultimate history, right? Yes, because of FOMO. What's FOMO? Ah, yes. Fear of missing out. Yes. Did you make that up?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Google FOMO. You'll probably see a lot. I'm sure that. Sure, one of the first things that'll come up is an Urban <laughs> Dictionary entry or some bullshit. But it's a it's a 2000s, probably a 2010s okay. slang, FOMO, fear of missing out. That drives everything now, you know. That's why all these, that's why people spend their lives watching 57 different series programs. You know, uh, turns out and FOMO, you Google
0: FOMO, you know? and go to Google Images, and the uh, first picture that comes up is an Ezra Shaw photo. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. <laughs> is it? Uh, <laughs> Ah, oh, man it'd be great if uh, it was. It'd be great if it was taught, linked to that tag to that uh, uh Bill Murray photo. Uh I do. Yeah, I understand what you're talking about. I I follow you. I mean because that's another thing like the TV. I'm like, how do people watch this much TV? I watch a lot of TV, but how do they watch all these shows? You know, are they do they never leave their house? Right. <laughs> All these serial programs and stuff, and it's like, I don't know, the, nobody's ever curious about what's on TV when they're not watching one of their fucking 25 right. Netflix series right. they gotta catch. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I'll be honest with you, a lot of times, you know, like I have Netflix and I have stuff I wanna watch on there, but I never end up watching it because it's like, oh, well, what's on PBS tonight? Oh, American Experience. Oh, a Nova. You know? I don't know. It's I don't know. I just don't know how people have time for all of it, dude. But I think it's all FOMO. Everybody hears about it. And it's like I gotta watch Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Game of Thrones, uh Friggin' Orange is the New Black, Atlanta, uh, friggin' Mr. Robot, uh, Stranger Things. I gotta watch it you all. Know, Westworld, <laughs> uh whatever new shit HBO's got gone, et cetera, et cetera, Better Call Saul. And, you know, uh, friggin' the Kevin Spacey show. Not to uh, mention Gina. What's her name?
0: Lena Dunham? (laughs) I gotta know what Lena Dunham is. Yeah,
1: girls.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's just, how do you keep up with it all? And there are people that literally watch every one of The offshoot of
0: that is... That that kind of <laughs> grinds my gears is the the concept or or the the belief that everything needs to be amazing, right? Things just can't be. I mean, amaze fall. I was having a conversation with somebody <laughs> the other day, and they they actually said that this actually came out of their mouth. I said, uh, <laughs> uh. Uh, I said, hey, how you doing? And I said, oh, it was great. I just, <laughs> I just took a nap, and it was amazing."
1: <laughs> I, I said this to somebody. You I said, How said you this...
0: are you doing? No, 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 no. They you said
1: it unironically. They
0: said to me, "I just took a nap, and it was amazing." Oh. And I and I laughed, and I said, "Yeah, by definition, a nap is amazing," and. And he said, well, well, yeah, but this one really was. And I said, I know. All naps are amazing. You just don't hear about it all that much because grown people don't get to take them all that often. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, uh. This wasn't your roommate, was it? <laughs>
0: uh,
1: uh, uh, uh. Uh. You know what, Louis C.K. had a bit in one of his stand-ups where he was talking about the hyperbole of everything, like how people use the word hilarious. And he's like, do you know what hilarious means? It's laughing so much that you're basically going to die. And he's like, and they refer to, you know, something they get a mild chuckle out of. as hilarious. You know, he had this whole bit on that, like about basically the hyperbole of everything. Yes, and calling it yes. a nap amazing is ridiculous. It's yes. just like everything's unbelievable too. Uh, that was another thing about watching the World Series. I think we've talked about okay. my dislike for Joe Buck before, and I'm sure we have somewhere in 100
0: something episodes. So here's on. before before I confirm that, I just would like to say in general I've had it I I generally have enough with people's dislike of Joe Buck. Not because people don't have the right to dislike Joe Buck, but the people who dislike Joe Buck, the only thing that makes them happy is declaring their dislike for Joe Buck in general, right? And normally I say, you like him, you don't like yeah. him, it doesn't matter. Don't, don't bring me into it. But watching him for whatever it was, three and a half, four hours last night, I I sympathize because he is the most annoying motherfucker. So yes, so pompous, self aggrandizing. Yeah.
1: And and you know what I could sense throughout the whole fucking thing, and especially when it got close, he was so psyched to announce
0: that the Cubs won the World Series. Well, he was setting himself up. He was setting himself up for a win-win, because he started early on the um, on the taking Hendricks out of the game, and what a mistake! You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as Lester started warming up in the third or fourth inning, he started to lay the foundation of the second guess. Yeah,
1: for them blowing the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Who does a game with him? John Smoltz. He's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoltz is all right. And, you know, he was kind of on the other side. You know, and kind of talking about his experience and, and, you know, pitching a seventh game and, uh, you know, the whole deal and the Jack Morris game and blah, blah, blah. But Joe Buck wouldn't let it go, man. He wouldn't let it go. He just kept harping on it and kept giving his two cents. He's... He's the issue that I have the most with with uh, sports media personalities now.
1: Well, that's – my problem with him is this. He's so yes. eager to be a part He's... of the history. That's what I'm saying. Like he was so eager to say the Cubs won the World Series uh, because he wants to be part of right. that. You know what I'm saying? Like when you think about the Cubs winning the World Series, let's think about Joe Buck exactly saying they just won it. You know, like he was so eager for them to win it so he could be part of the story. Whereas like you compare like an Al Michaels, you know, like Al Michaels' miracles on ice. Do you believe in miracles? Thing became iconic, but you know he wasn't sitting there thinking about it for fucking from the day he found out the Americans were going to play the Russians whenever that was, right. you know, a day
0: or two. He didn't line his call up.
1: Yeah. He, yeah. Whereas Joe Buck has been playing this in his head. You know, he was probably playing his head last year and then he definitely started playing his head once they clinched the pennant this year, you know? Yeah. About, you know. So when they finally did win it, he was so enthusiastic. He was... He was so enthusiastic that he could say yeah. the Cubs won the World Series.
0: What was, it, what was the exact call? Because I didn't, I didn't pay attention. Did he, did he overdo it?
1: I mean, it was just, I, I don't, I mean, he, I think he just said whatever, you know. and The Cubs! But it was, like, clear that he was, like, he right. was so giddy for it, you know. Because he knows it's history, and he wants to be yeah. part of that
0: history. You know, right? Because if you, it, it, and and obviously it's, he's, he's you know he's well versed in, uh, in the you know history of of sports play by play, obviously because of his father and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but like, if
1: who is a hell of a lot more subdued. And, and here's than the he thing: is. a
0: lot of these guys don't realize is that all those. Uh, the the majority of those great calls over time, especially in baseball over history, are like the Vince Scully call. Of the OK, I wasn't even thinking on? of that one. But all right, but I'm right. sorry.
1: But but like, just think about yes. that, because Vince Scully just retired. Like, you know, if that would have been Joe Buck,
0: uh, a lot right. of sorry, them, a, a lot, lot of go go on, radio man. calls. Sorry. That, yeah, that yeah, but that, part, a, right. but that was but a but that was a lot of the radio calls which yeah. need to be more descriptive, which need to be more emphatic, and by definition, catch the the heat of the moment. You know, so there's no yeah, yeah, there's yeah no yeah. opportunity to create that drama. You know, you if if a television announcer can can craft the call because he has the ability to make it dramatic. You know, a radio play-by-play guy has yep. to play, has to give, has to paint the picture. So it's it's a it's a little more natural, and it's a you know it's it's a little more uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not legitimate, but organic. You know, so yeah, it, yeah, it bugs yeah, me yeah. when when guys like him try to seize that opportunity.
1: Well, then you see a lot about, like, you know, like a Dick Enberg, when they were doing a little thing about him before, uh, what was it that I was watching, where they were in San Diego, so they were showing about Dick Enberg, because he had just retired, you know, and they were doing a little thing about him before whatever happened, it was, a, I think we were talking about it, I don't know, um, oh, it was before that San Diego, I think it was a Thursday night game they played okay. against the Broncos. And I, think we, I think we might have talked about it. You know, I'm not sure. We might have done the podcast that night. And, um, you know, they were talking about Dick Inberg, you know, and, and how he would let – or, no, I read – the they showed it that night, but I just read something about him a week before that or so talk, because – they didn't make a big deal over Dick Enberg ret- retired because he'd only been doing Padres games for so long. But it was talking about, and it had links to it, clips to it on YouTube, and it was on Deadspin, Uh, Like how he would let the action speak for right, itself a right, lot right. of the time, you know? Like, and he was a TV guy. You know, like big plays, and they had links to like, you know, uh, games involving the Dolphins in the 80s and the Raiders and whatnot, and and it's just real subdued and it's letting, you know, he's explaining what happens, but he's kind of letting the excitement of what's going on in the stadium friggin' tell you. Because it's TV, you know? You don't need exactly. everything to be described to you, you know? Oh, man. Like, another thing that really bothered me about Joe Buck, you remember the whole thing where, like, he's just, he so wants to be part of the story. And another example of that was the whole, uh, you remember years ago when Randy Moss was playing for the Vikings and he acted like he was Mooney, yes. the Packers crowd? And I remember watching that game live and Joe Buck is like, that is, you know, he's whatever. He was like, that is disgusting or uncalled for or whatever he's saying. And he did say something like, I can't believe we showed that on TV. Like as if he actually pulled down his fucking pants and showed his ass. To the Packers fans. You you can't believe you showed this guy pantomiming a moon. Come on. Like how over the top and uncalled for is is that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the worst thing in the world. The guy acted like he was mooning somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that's the worst thing that could happen on a football (laughs) field. (laughs) I mean, because to me, I was like, Alright, maybe it's a little classless or whatever, a little jerky, but it's not it's not so disgusting, you know? I mean right. to moon somebody. I mean <laughs> I've mooned somebody before. My dad and my uncle <laughs> mooned people before. <laughs> like in their forties, you know, like mooning isn't the worst. As a matter of fact, it's a live tradition.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, there was a Burke uncle. That my mother's brother that moved high years ago. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, it's not right. the friggin' right, right, worst right, right, thing right. in the world. You know, I mean, it'd be one thing if he fucking did the uh, the the bee <laughs> fingers and licked, you know, the, or or did a uh, <laughs> cock-sucking friggin' motion. Yes, that would be. Th- both of those gestures would be a hundred times worse in the friggin' fake right, moon. Right. <laughs> you know. But it, but I felt at that time even it was like Joe Buck wants to be part of this. You know, he wants he wants it to be noted that he found this disgusting. So when the stories are written about it, it'll be even Joe right, Buck said right, this.
0: Right,
1: right, right. <laughs> you know? He sucks. He sucks. But I'm glad you were able to watch like, you know. Friggin' a whole World Series with him so you can yeah, realize how much it really he really was. sucks. Yeah. Yep. And the people that might defend him are probably people like Bill Simmons. And oh, Bill... Simmons. Bill, sucks. Uh, so,
0: there you go. Bill, uh, Bill Simmons likes him?
1: <laughs> well, I think he had him on his new show, and he might... That new HBO show he had, he might have been one of the first people... And I think he offered up a defense right. of him or something, you know. There was something involved in that. I don't watch that Bill Simmons show, you know. Because you remember when Joe Buck, because I think it was referenced that. You remember when Joe Buck had the show and Artie Lang went on there and tore oh, him apart? vaguely.
0: What did he, what, what was the... Uh... It was
1: supposed to be, I think it was on HBO or whatever. It was like this talk show they started. And he was trying to be like hip and stuff, you know, like non sports oriented. And one of his first guests was Artie Lang, and Artie Lang just, just fucked with him mercilessly.
0: <laughs> did he just do a... And the show was,
1: and they canceled the show just not because long Artie after Buck that, was. You know? I mean,
0: uh, Artie Lang was was fucking with him, or did Joe Buck do something?
1: No, he was just. Ari Lang was just fucking with him, kind of because, like, why are you doing this fucking show? You know, why do you have the shit? I think Ari Lang was just fucking with him because Joe right, Buck right, had right. the show, you know? Like, why does this sports fucking caster have this show, you know? Because you remember there was that effort they were going to try to branch out friggin' Joe Buck into more right. mainstream shit that's not sports. You know? No, no. I, I mean, you can look it up. I'm sure you can yeah, find no, no. The, I the video it. on YouTube I and all that shit. I haven't actually watched the video since it happened, but I remember he just, and I think that's why he was fucking with him basically, because he was like, "Why are you even?" He comes on the show as a guest, but he's like, I think his whole issue was like, "Why do you even have this fucking show? Right. Why does this right show right even ahead, exist?" Right. You know? <laughs> friggin Artie Lang, yeah, but he's the pride of New in New Jersey, Jersey, so I don't Robo know in right New from. Jersey, yeah he's
0: one of those guys that's who's known means, for his
1: New Jerseyism.
0: A friend of mine was uh, lived in the same uh, yeah. building uh as him, and I don't know I'm not a Howard Stern fan, but I guess there's a uh, there's a a famous Artie Lang story where he wakes up in a in a pig costume passed out. Uh, on his front stoop, um, you know, he's all fucked up and you know, <laughs> he's high and whatever. And he tells the yeah. story, I mean, he may be shit himself or whatever. My, my buddy's sister found him that morning, it woke him up and, you know, got him <laughs> into their apartment, his apartment or whatever. And, you know, days later it ended up being, you know, one of his, one of his signature Artie uh, arty stories. So I always thought that was funny.
1: Yeah. Because he's one yeah. of those guys you can't how, believe he's how, still
0: alive. I know he he went to rehab for a while. He quit uh, the Howard Stern show. Got his own thing. I don't yeah. know how he's doing now.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. But he's still alive. <laughs> um. Oh, you remember uh, a couple of months ago I sent you that picture of friggin' my bo- my old boss from Boston. With friggin yeah, Danny yeah. DeVito in Asbury Park. Well, the other day, see, I didn't know this about him. The other day, I knew my boss was from Jersey, but, um, but I'd sent him this picture cause he's a big political paraphernalia, like collector, you know, like campaign signs and pens and buttons and all that. Well, this year for Louisiana elections, there's a special, I voted sticker, which is, uh, Rodrigue's blue dog. You know what blue dog is? George Rodrigue. You've you've probably seen the blue dog. If you George Rodrigue died a few years ago, but it's a famous, it became a famous, you know, thing, this painter and he's from Louisiana, you know, he has a gallery down there, but he died a few years ago. Uh, but this year, like, you know, that was the thing they were giving out. You know, it's a collectible, uh, sticker. I voted, you know, and it's got the blue dog on it. um, like I think he did one of the inauguration posters for Clinton Rodrigue did. But anyway, I, I sent him a picture of it on Facebook. I was like, I know you're into this. But I looked at his page and he's a graduate of Asbury oh, Park really? High. So how old is he? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he's okay. gotta be around right. sixty at this point, you know? Yeah. So he's probably a li- he's probably okay. in his early sixties now. I was like, oh, he actually graduated from Asbury High. Um, All right. So that, I, I want to say like <laughs>
0: 68, 68 were the riots. So any before that.
1: Yeah, well, it means he probably graduated high school in the
0: early oh, 70s, though. though.
1: I'm thinking because my mother graduated in 63 from high school and she's she turned 71. So Asbury Park, Park riots were uh, July of
0: 1970.
1: Okay, so that might have been right around when he graduated then.
0: Uh, that would make sense. Nineteen seventy, yeah.
1: And that's so basically is a point, but like that's
0: like when white flight. Yeah, basically more began. so like when the when the school system went, went down. You know, there wasn't there. There not a lot of. Yeah. You know, he he was he works at the law firm. This guy.
1: He used to. I mean, he doesn't work there anymore. That was up in Boston. I, th- I saw he had some other job now. You know? Yeah. And- I mean, he had been let go from where we were because the problem was the law firm merged with another one. And for a couple of years, you know, he was doing the same job. They had two people doing the same job because when they merged, there was a guy right, that had right. that job from the other firm. And then eventually yeah. they just went with one yeah, off. Yeah, not, them, not too many
0: people are making it at Asbury Park. During the late 60s. Um, I mean, uh, early 70s. You know, in the in the immediate aftermath of the riots.
1: Yeah, I got... I'm going to look it up. Because um, maybe I'll say what year he graduated. Michael Dunham. Let's
0: see. Whoa.
1: Class of 74. Asbury wow, so Park he was High like, School.
0: He was right in the thick of it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. Damn. Yes, yeah, so that makes him 60 this year, basically, because okay. he's probably born in 1956. Let me see if I can see if it's his birthday on here. Some people don't always put their birthdays. Oh, July 10th, 1956. There you go. He turned 60. He's he's basically 20 years and a week <laughs> older than me.
0: <laughs>
1: His hometown he has listed oh, as okay. Avon by the Sea.
0: Um, is that yeah, right next to Asbury? So that's one since? of the towns that... Uh, I wouldn't have thought that he would have went to Asbury from Avon by the Sea. I thought Avon would have went to Neptune, but...
1: Possibly. I mean, he could have moved.
0: Possibly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but he's a pretty proud Jersey guy, you know. But he's been in Boston yeah. probably 40 years at this point.
0: Oh, it's always nice to see a, a Jersey boy he, do good.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I guess that's why he really was psyched to see uh, Danny DeVito.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, if you, you need know. extra reason to be psyched,
1: <laughs> well, I'm saying in terms of the fact that Danny DeVito is probably at least ten years older True. than him, you know, and so he probably was the biggest deal to anybody in Asbury Park, you know, him and
0: Bruce. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's so. Asbury Park is uh, so. Those are our. Those are our Bill Murray. Uh, John Cusack and Eddie Vedder yeah Asbury Park yeah yeah. yeah. And his, uh, you know Bruce Springsteen Danny DeVito and uh, and Jack Nicholson uh, Jack Nicholson's from, from Asbury too which is the next town over but like okay yeah yeah I know, know too. it's, uh, just from it's being like the wrestling you, um, you know Hail's from you know. Yeah, here it is. I'm on his IMDB
1: page, yeah. Neptune, New Jersey, April twenty second, nineteen thirty-seven. He was born he was raised believing that his grandmother was his mother, and that his mother, June Francis Nicholson, a showgirl, was his older sister. He discovered the truth in nineteen seventy-five from a Time magazine journalist oh, who was God. researching a profile on him. His real father is believed to have been either Donald Frasillo, an Italian American showman, or Eddie King, Edgar Kirschfield, born in Latvia and also in show business. Jack's mother's ancestry was Irish English as well
0: as German Scottish Welsh. There you go. Hm, interesting. I'd heard that. That's messed up.
1: Yeah, so he doesn't even all he knows about his father is that's narrow dead. Right. You know? And how much must that suck to have a fucking journalist tell you who your yes. mom is?
0: And you think that she's your sister. <laughs> uh. Yeah.
1: See, you know, it's funny. Here's a, I'm looking at Danny DeVito's IMDb page. Now, you look at the page straight up. It says, born November 17th, 1944, age 71, Asbury Park, New Jersey, USA. But then in the biographical section, it says... Daniel Michael DeVito Jr. was born November 7th, 1944 in Neptune, New Jersey. Well, what's fucking the truth? What's the fucking truth? <laughs> well, wait, what's that from?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, On IMDb. was in Neptune.
1: Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, you know, it should say that, but it says he, but it also says he was born in Asbury right. Park, you know? I mean, he was raised in Asbury Park. I get it. Just like I was born in New Orleans, but I was raised in Old Metairie.
0: Listen, yeah? you don't got to sell me on it.
1: Ah, oh, his birthday's coming up. <laughs> Who, Dan Devito's? <laughs> All right. Yeah, November seventeenth. Yeah. All right, well... um Oh, now you're we ready. We can move on to Halloween now, now especially... S- well, I had the... I mean, we couldn't just gloss over... Because there's never going to be a timely time to talk about my feeling about the Cubs <laughs> in the World Series again.
0: And your hatred of Joe Buck?
1: Yes, which leads to Okay. my Halloween plans.
0: Damn, we've already been gone for um, an hour and 11. Which I also have a. Uh, I don't have a Halloween, Well, I actually had big Halloween plans, which were fuck it, man. If the if it goes two hours, it goes two hours. What what are we gonna do about it? You know what I mean. <laughs> if he
1: dies, he dies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, uh, tell your Halloween story. If, if I'm gonna definitely tell my Halloween story, and if uh, we have time for my mall cop, okay. Uh, encounter, I'll let you know about that. Otherwise, I can hold on to it.
1: Well, I haven't done anything for Halloween in quite a few years. I don't even remember the last time I dressed up as anything, you know? And I didn't plan on dressing up as anything this year, you know? I didn't think anything of it. But then I was invited to a Halloween party, you know, by this couple... who who I actually ran into on the streets of Chicago, oddly enough. A couple I know down here. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, yeah, you Um, mentioned that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And uh, once I got past the idea that this was allegedly, apparently, like, the seventh or ninth annual Halloween party they were throwing and the first (laughs) time I was being invited to it. (laughs) Once I got over... the offense of not being invited to the previous, right, which probably took of this
0: you about party. three or four hours. <laughs> <laughs> you soaked yes. in the corner for uh, for a good long time. Yes, which
1: which by my estimate, I should have been invited to at least four <laughs> Halloween parties ago. <laughs> uh, so once I got past that initial trauma, I was like. I was like, I, I replied, yes. I was like, I'll go. But but this was like two and a half weeks before Halloween. You know, it was supposed to be on the 29th, the Saturday before, okay. you know, since Halloween was on Monday this year. Correct. And no one holds a party on a Monday. Uh, so I was like, but then I was like, we have to come up with something. I couldn't think of anything good. But then like the Sunday before which would have been what was that the 21st i guess it would have been let me think. no like the 23rd yeah. you know that that night that day i thought of a i thought of it came to my head what i was going to be you know i was like oh i know who i'll be for halloween and uh let me uh I mean, just Google Donald Trump's doctor.
0: All right, let me see here. Donald. I'm looking for a picture. Yeah, it's the first picture that will come up. Taken by Ezra Shaw. You know. (laughs) (laughs) because
1: <laughs> <laughs> all photographs are taken uh, by Donald Ezra Trump Shaw doctor. now doctor
0: okay <laughs> I got it
1: do you see with the very first picture yes, it's like him sitting in the game. office yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. and obviously yes. <laughs> he looks fucking <laughs> crazy <laughs> but if you really like Because this blew up like in late August because uh, you remember how they they do the medical reports of the presidential candidates. And then the story with that picture is linked to uh, is that that picture might be linked to the NBC News story uh, about how uh, he wrote the the evaluation of Donald Trump in five minutes while Trump waited in a limo outside his <laughs> clinic in New York or whatever. <laughs> and, and the friggin' report is so ridiculous to begin with. Like, he claims, you know, Donald Trump, if he's elected, he will have the best health ever of any president. You know, and he says all this shit about how he's, you know, uh, he's got no mental problems at all, and they, there have been uh, people with, you know, like, paranoid and people with all these personality defects who have been presidents and Donald Trump has no, uh, friggin' mental issues. You know, it was so over the top. And then the picture on top of it, the <laughs> idea that that's Trump's doctor. So I was like, I'm going to be right, fucking Trump's right. doctor, you know? So I started thinking about, you know, putting together the costume, you know? So I was like, all right. I'll, and I looked up the, uh, you know, I got a. I bought a lab coat from Amazon. You know, I think I didn't. Eat, I didn't order that Sunday night, but then, you know, by Tuesday I was like, I better start getting all this shit if I wanted to get here before Saturday. You know, so that morning I ordered a lab coat. You know, and then, and then at lunchtime I went down to the costume shop and bought a wig. You know, and then I get back to my office I already. I'm already frigging $30 into this costume between the lab coat and a wig and the can of uh, gray hairspray. <laughs> and and then I get an email and I look at it and it's like,
0: oh, the no. party's been
1: canceled. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, couldn't they have sent this right. shit out like three hours ago before I start spending money? Because <laughs> yes, I could have returned all this shit, but... It, but it becomes no. a big pain in the ass, you know? So then I reach a point where it's like, I start asking other people. I'm like, hey, are you doing anything for Halloween? I got in touch with Jordan, and he's like, no, man, buddy, we're doing a last-minute bachelor party in Florida. Actually, I'm calling to ask you if you want to go. I was like, oh, I can't go anyway because I would already I was going to a football okay. game with my dad that Saturday, you know? And I really wanted to go to the football game anyway. So I couldn't go to that anyway. But then, you know, I had other friends like, Oh, I don't know if I'm gonna do anything. And I got t- but then I got in touch with my buddy Chris because I reached and he's like, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do something. I was like, All right, I just wanna know because the problem is this costume idea is too damn good to not do. And this is the only time I'm ever gonna be able to
0: <laughs> be Donald Trump's fucking doctor. Boy, this is this is like <laughs> the apex for you, right? You'll never be able to talk about the Cubs in yeah, this series yeah. again. You'll never be able. Like, everything's coming up, Matty.
1: <laughs> yes, but it's true. Like, next Halloween, no one's going to give a right. fuck if I'm Donald right. Trump's doctor. You know? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I was just like, I got to commit to it. I don't care. So I, so I went out, you know, and I had to know. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, we're going out. So then I went and followed up and got the rest of the costume and that, that friggin' badge I sent you, that was a badge that I, you know, I had to go, I had to go out and buy a 10 pack of those badge inserts just <laughs> so I could have one of them, you know, <laughs> you know, cause you can't buy just one of those things. So I had to drop right. six bucks on that shit, but it was like, I had to be committed, you know? So, so Saturday morning, cause Friday morning, they were coming to install cable, which took a lot longer than it should. Because, A, the kid was running. They said they'd be here between 10 and 12. I get a call around 20 minutes at 12. He's running 30 to 45 minutes late. Then the kid calls me up. He's like, because I planned on waiting for him and going to office because I shouldn't do. And that's when I was going to do stuff for the costume, too, on the printer there. You know? And the kid, dude, the kid that does my cable, you know? At one point another guy shows up and I'm like, Why is this guy here? And it's like, because that kid didn't have the right drill bit to drill through the wall here and stuff. And then later on he comes because he's outside doing stuff, he comes and knocks on my door. And I'm like, yeah, what's up, (laughs) man? He's like, You got a hammer I can borrow? I give him the fucking hammer. It's like, all right, he's gonna get everything done. Little wall lady comes knocking on the door again. I'm like, What's up, man? He's like, Man, do you have a drill? He's like I'm like, What? He's like, yeah, my my (laughs) drill, the battery died. (laughs) I was like, yeah, man, let's hope the battery works. You know, and then he ended up taking a lot longer. It's like, I felt kind of bad for the because I think he was brand new, but he was acting like that. He was just back on the job, but I felt really bad for him. And finally, when he was done, which wasn't until like after like three, which in my opinion was at least two hours too fucking long. I thought... I thought I might have been kept here at right. like 1 o'clock or something, you know? Uh, you know, I was, I was like, man, you want a Coke or a Sprite or something? He's like, yeah, give me a Sprite. And I was like, all right. Because I just kind of felt bad for him. I guess most people would have been like, fuck right, this guy and start complaining. Because, yes, theoretically I should have. But whatever. So I didn't make it into the right. office Friday. Because at that point it's like, fucking 3 right. o'clock. I'm not going to the office now, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I had to run in the next day. I went and voted in the morning, you know, and then I, I fucking ran that office, print that shit, went to the Office Depot and got the cards. And I'm and I came up with all these different scenarios, like you know I had him as you know it was def, his his specialty was definitely going to be make America great againology. Yes, you know as you can see on the on the card, but I was trying to study his ID badge that he has in that photo. You know, which is why I got the idea of the ID badge, because that's what he's wearing, that with the strip and everything, you know? And I printed out those pictures, and I made that, you know? And, uh, you know, I bought a cheap pair of clear lens glasses. You know, I did the wig up. Uh, My mom gave me a stethoscope. (laughs) And then I bought a a marinating injector to use as my... uh, you know, as a as another one of my props, as a, uh, a syringe. Yeah, yeah. You know, as the hypodermic needle. Yes, the syringe, uh, which actually came in handy because we were drinking uh, slushy liquor drinks, and I was, you know, pulling out the friggin' filling uh, filling fill the syringe with the drink and <laughs> squirting. Where did you go? Again? But uh, just some. Bar. I ended up going down to the court. Yeah. Meeting some buddies down there, you know, and, and then we ended up on Frenchman Street, which is a which is the big gathering spot for Halloween. You, know, you go down there and everybody's dressed in Halloween okay. shit all over the streets and stuff. And um, and I brought a little notepad with a pen, you know, and I was writing prescriptions for people, you know, like my buddy Chris. He's the only one I ended up doing it for. And eventually I lost the notepad because I took the coat off. and It was in a pocket. And it fell out. But I was like. You know he's got the best health ever of any drunk on the street. Blah blah blah. And I signed it and gave it to him. It was, uh, it was, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> and I and people were like, "What are you?" I was, and I just showed him the badge and I was like, oh, "All right." But I could never do it again. It was it was a one time thing. And I'll show you the final result, or at least you know the best picture we got that night. Um... Let me just.
0: Oh, that's why it we did our little you. experiment before.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we might lose a little contact here, but it's all right. We'll deal with it.
0: Yes, we will deal with it. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Because we got to do this. Um, all right.
0: See Dead air. <laughs> I'm waiting for the picture to come through.
1: Alright, It's delivered. Well it's right. it's
0: sent. Did you get it? I yet? will be the judge on whether it was delivered or not. Let's see here. <laughs> how uh how long did you take to uh to grow your, your beard there?
1: You know, I started... See, I don't shave on weekends anyway. So when Sunday came around and I thought of it, I was like, oh, okay, I'm just right. not going to shave. You know? <laughs> and, I, and I actually still have the beard now. And I don't grow uh-huh. facial hair that well, you know? So I was like, but if I want to be ready for the 29th, I was like, I'll have enough facial, gro- facial hair growth yeah, yeah. in eight days. You know? But I... But it was awkward because I had to go to a status conference at court on Wednesday. I was like, I just got to make sure that it doesn't that they know I'm growing a beard. You know, so you got to trim that little area like where the neck, you know, where the, you know, so it looks like you're not just unshaven. That you're actually trying to grow a beard. (laughs) I think you pulled it off. I
0: think you pulled it off. Good job there, buddy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. And you know, I couldn't find the perfect wig, but it came out all right and it and it made me laugh, and you know I'll never be able to be him again. But the only problem with that costume was the wig was getting so damn hot. Yeah. you know you can Minnesota also see by the off. uh
0: by the condition of your shirt that you remained neat and sober the entire night.
1: Well you know what happened was. Uh, the first, the place we went to, you see, you see the syringe. <laughs> yes. all, it's like a dark substance <laughs> in there. We went to this. That's at this bar, Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop, and 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 one of their signature drinks. It's like it's a frozen drink. You know, it's in one of those yeah, daiquiri yeah. machines. You know, the big uh-huh. the big machines. You know, and they just call it purple drink, and it's fucking yeah. super high alcohol content. And that was the first drink I got there. Uh. And my cup had a leak in it. Cause it was on a styrofoam cup and I didn't realize yourself. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was holding up against it cause that's only one, you know, that's one drink in, but my, um, but the shirt I'm wearing there is a shirt that was fucking ruined anyway, a few years ago cause something got on it and I tried to get it out and I put a little bleach and it ruined the shirt. So it was a shirt that I consciously wore as right, something right. that I could destroy, you know? So it was perfectly okay. fine as far yeah, as I'm fair concerned. Fair enough. Yeah. So what about your Halloween plans? Did you actually tend no, to plans came, that got ruined? Uh, they
0: actually came through. So, um, two, let's see. So three years ago was when I did the Avengers with my nieces and nephews. Then yes, the, the yes, year after that, that um was just kind of a disaster. So, nothing materialized. Then last year, I was back in Asbury and and um, Cole and I, Cole had just started getting into Star Wars, so I had said that we should dress up as um, as a Star Wars-themed uh, Uncle Matt costume. And he was all for it, but we couldn't convince okay. the rest of the, of the kids to be part of the of the Star Wars theme because they were too little Th- they didn't understand that they could have more than one, ha- yeah, one yeah, yeah, Halloween yeah. costume they wanted to be uh frozen and we couldn't stop them from being frozen so um <laughs> this year it it was all signs were pointing toward towards it materializing because the kids were a little older they kind of understood it a little bit Cole is eight or nine, so he's actually nine. So he's kind of taking charge of the, you know, uh, of the reigns of the nieces and stuff. Um, Yeah. But then I figured, you know what? Let me get on top of this. I'm going to invite everybody, like, six to eight weeks early. I invited everybody, like, back in, like, August. We're I think my... Yeah, to coordinate like, the I'm have a Halloween party. I think it might have even been like Labor Day. And I was like, we're going to have a Halloween party, yeah. um, you know, where where Cole got to pick the theme and it's going to be a Star Wars theme, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh and Jeremy and Melissa were like, ah, I don't think we can make it. We got um we got another function." And I'm like, "Already?" And They're like, "Yeah, we book up pretty fast." <laughs> And then my sister was like, "Uh, (laughs) I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. We've got a lot of stuff going on that month. And, you know, I was like a little bit bummed, but a little bit pissed, you know? So I said, well, all right, well, maybe we're not going to end up having the party. So I thought about it for a little while longer. And I was like, you know what? Screw everybody. It doesn't need to be, you know, they're missing out. So, yeah, I ended yeah, up yeah. throwing the party, and it was just Josh and Michelle, and Cole and Emma, and my mom and dad. But it was still a Star wars theme party, and and that was part of the deal. Okay. You had to dress up as... Well, you didn't have to. It was just suggested that you dress up as, uh, as Star Wars.
1: You know what's funny about that? You're talking about the Star Wars stuff. I was marveling you know my mom didn't understand why i was so amazed by this like the other day going through instagram and facebook and whatever you know and everybody puts up pictures of their kids halloween you know and i was amazed how many kids are star wars figures yeah you know i was like it blows me away and my mom's like well didn't they just have a new movie i was like yes but still mom it's still my well, generation's thing. You know? So it blows me away how this is even though they had just had the movie, but how it's still carrying over its popularity, it's as popular now as it was in nineteen eighty three. Yeah. I think the thing that most character. people
0: forget about that, especially, you know, people our age, is that we were kids when that movie came out. It's a kids' movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. It blows me away. You know, it's like here it is, a generation later, and it's
0: right. popular all over right. again. You know, it's just so, crazy. So um, it ended up just being the whatever the six or eight of seven of us, um, and it was a blast. So, uh, I. So. Who is the seven of y'all? I'm sorry, I missed my mom, my mom and my dad, Colin and okay. Emma, and me. Okay. Yeah. So Jeremy. Jeremy wasn't. Jeremy was going to bring Vera, yeah. the littlest one, um, even though uh, his wife and and uh, and Rosemary had something else to do.
1: Wait, no, who are you, Palpatine? Yeah. Oh wait, you're Chewbacca. All right, I th- I was gonna ask you if you were Chewbacca, but then I saw the
0: beard. Uh, no, no, that's part of the costume.
1: No, no, no. Who's Josh. in the uh, robe? The white robe. All right. No, I'm saying because the last time I saw that picture of you from when you went to the Bas- the St. John's
0: game. Oh, whatever, I have. And you I have beard. no beard. So.
1: It's... All right, but I you know the picture the first yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the first I don't picture with the whole family. Yeah, I know, but not one you yeah. can't tell because you're in the Chewbacca mask. But, uh, but I was like, at first I was like, oh, you're in Chewbacca? But then I looked and I was like, oh, wait, I see the beard. I was like, maybe that's Sanders and that must be Josh, you know, Josh, standing behind Cole. Josh just
0: took a blanket no. and threw it over himself and he was, a, he,
1: yeah, he was what, a, it. Yeah, that's it looks like a fleece blanket,
0: yes. Okay. I mean, I knew it wasn't the right color for Palpatine. Uh, and my mom is Princess <laughs> Leia. And my dad is General Grievous, which is which is funny. Because my mom just bought, if anything, like, costume. She just bought you know? him a like, generic... He should have been Obi-Wan Kenobi, Caracas. you know? Just get a robe, and he's got the beard, and he, you know, he can be yeah. Alec Guinness. But she bought him this, you know, like, this, this intricate yep. costume. So...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just funny because exactly. Obi Wan's what exactly. your dad
0: should be. Yeah, uh, yeah. Princess Leia. Who, who's
1: your mom supposed to be? Yeah,
0: she's, le- yep. she's Leia. Yeah, she's Leia. All right, Emma is Ray. Uh, is yeah, Ray
1: yeah, from the new ones. Yeah, and so he's Han Solo. Han Solo, one on Solo? is that who Cole is? All
0: right, yeah, yeah. We'll that's the that's,
1: that's the, the, the key. Yeah. So is he? So is he giving you crap all night? Well, time if the you look at the, the picture of just
0: him and I, he's. He's doing super serious, yeah, yeah, you know, Han Solo face. <laughs> yep. So the, yep. the costume was was great because it. My costume was just a bathrobe. It's a Chewbacca. Bathrobe. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I see that. And those are officially yeah, so Chewbacca Snooks. Sin- uh, <laughs> and the Chewbacca likes his sensible footwear. <laughs> you know what's funny? I saw a lot... There's a lot of riffs on the Chewbacca costume. I saw, like... Like, the other night, I saw people... Like, I saw a guy wearing, like, a fleece jacket, which was yeah, basically there's a, sweatshirt, a Chewbacca there's outfit. like, a T-shirt. Yeah, like, it, it yep, was crazy. That's all you need. I'm Chewbacca.
0: Uh, but the mask <laughs> is difficult, because you either have to buy...
1: That's that one that that was wearing? Yeah, but it's Chewbacca really... I don't know wearing. how she
0: did it. She must have had a small head, because it's a kid's mask. So... It doesn't fit me. It either oh, okay. fits like uh-huh. it can sit on the crown of my head but then it just comes to like my bottom lip. Yeah, I would have a problem with yeah, yeah, so that. Could what you I at least make so, the noises so with it? I put it on and put my head down and pull the hood over just so I could make the noises. <laughs> so I did I wore the robe Okay, the whole awesome. Time, but I only wore the mask for the pictures and the parade.
1: Yeah. See, that's why I don't wear a mask. That's why if I do a costume, it's usually stuff I think yeah. of because I want to be comfortable and mask yeah. annoy the hell out of me. You know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, usually I don't wear a wig. So like this year, the wig, especially it was pretty fucking hot down there, too. You know, because it's, you know, it's October 29th yes, in New exactly. Orleans. It's not cool. <laughs> Had it been like five days earlier, it would have been cool. But it was like it was just hot, and I was sweating. I'm like, "This is fucking annoying. I'm sick of it." Now I had glasses. I don't wear glasses, yeah. so that was very. Um,
0: but you know? I, uh, I, I planned a bunch of shit. Like, if you look at that picture of me and and uh, and just Cole, like you can see in the back, I made uh, yeah, uh, like spider webs. You know, I kind of decorated. All right. Yeah, yeah right. it's all in my house. Wait, is this all at your house? So I decorated that. I got okay, pumpkins yeah, yeah, for yeah. pumpkin painting. Um, we did bobbing for apples, and I did this game where you uh, where you tied donuts to a string. You ever, you ever play that?
1: I yeah yeah yeah. How do you? I, was, I think we did that. Yeah. At so the rules that
0: I, I made like, up or, or that I implemented were you had to eat. There were three stations off the yeah, string, and if you eat the dr- donuts
1: off the string, yep. right?
0: Yep, but if you hand drop the donut, you got to run back to the starting line and eat a donut that's at the starting line. So it was um, okay. It was a kid and an adult versus a kid and adult. So so Emma picked her dad and Cole picked me, and we we uh, we did like combined times. So it was, it was kind of funny to watch the kids.
1: Try right, to eat the cool.
0: donuts, you know, off the string.
1: You know, uh, he had to work. where was Ross the official family
0: photo, which.
1: Oh, OK, that's honest, him on the, the other party okay. was
0: thrown to capture the photo.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you just so you could right, get the damn right. thing done the
0: way you want. Um, but it was
1: a good time. And lots. we ended
0: up making a fire. and My parents ended up staying for for a long time. And which uh, it, it was just us Um Oh, awesome. You know, and I made, uh, my mom brought chili and macaroni and cheese, and I made some uh, baked apples in the crock pot. Uh, it was a good day, man. It was a lot of fun. And, and, uh,
1: you know, it makes me think about when I was, um, when I was in kindergarten. Yeah, that's when mom started watching okay. kids after school, you know? And back then, kindergarten was only a half day, you know? But, um, So she'd watch a couple of kids I went to kindergarten with, you know, along with me, kids I was friends with. But she she watched all, you know, so there was a bunch of kids. And I remember, you know, at that point, you know, Josh was only, you know, he was two grades ahead of me. And I had one sister who was two years younger than me. And the other one was, you know, she was a baby then, you know. So I remember when we were five, we had a big Halloween party like during the day at my house. And I just remember, because you're talking about bobbing for apples, so it made me think of it, you know, we were bobbing for apples. And, oh, no, this might have been the next year. It probably was when I, it probably was the next year, because when would I have been in kindergarten? I was in kindergarten 81, 82, and I would have been in first grade 82, 83. Yeah, so it was when I was in first grade, we had this big party. Because I remember my uncle, you know, of course, I didn't know it was my uncle at the time. He showed up. Dressed up as ET. My mom had him do this. You know, he went and rented a professional costume. He showed up dressed up as ET. You know, and everybody went nuts. You know, (laughs) because that's when ET was the biggest deal in the world. You know, and I know we have photos of those, him walking through as ET, you know, and uh, it was pretty damn awesome. And I remember bobbing for apples, and I didn't get one. I remember the kid that did get one. You know, he's a huge Cubs fan, actually, Andy <laughs> Pettavino. <laughs> but, of course, he was always, like, the best athlete. So, of course, he was the kid right, that right. won bobbin for apples. <laughs> but I always remember that when my uncle, you know, when E.T. came walking through our backyard, and everybody was like, whoa, E.T. <laughs> it's just funny how innocent you are when you're a kid and how, how truly amazed you are by stuff as opposed to correct, falsely correct. being amazed correct. at stuff, you know? <laughs> like when you're a kid, like, if, you know, like if there was a five-year-old that say you showed up as a Chewbacca, yes. they probably would have been amazed. You know? <laughs> oh, God. So that brought back a fond memory seeing you with the family doing that because you
0: kind of remind me of,
1: you know, yeah, yeah, my Uncle yeah. Mickey's role, and- you know? Showing up to appease his sister's <laughs> And kids, the great you know? thing
0: about it is that, like, Halloween um, was, always a, was always a popular ho- uh, holiday in my family. Like, my mom made the costumes from scratch, and we used to uh, march in the yeah, parade. Yeah, yeah. I think I've talked about the parade. Um, one costume, yeah, yeah, you know, you one know, costume, costume contest. So, like, it was a big deal. So um, it had kind of waned in recent years, you know?
1: Yeah, because everybody gets older, and, and you know, like families do, kids like thing.
0: costumes are different. Like you don't have a homemade costume. Like if no, nobody does.
1: I remember going to get those costumes. You know the classic ones, yeah, the yeah, the plastic yeah, mask yeah. and the plastic
0: smock. You know,
1: and I remember we get those, and then and then if it's stuck around, you would recycle it. Right, to, but all they ever were rock,
0: were like if you had you a. Know? If you had the Chewbacca costume back then, it was the it was the Chewbacca mask, and then you had the plastic smock that just said, like, Chewbacca. Or it had Chewbacca's face on it, you know what I mean? Yes, yes.
1: Because I remember I had a Batman one. And it said Batman. Are you, yeah, well, it had the Batman logo on it, but the mask, you know, was the wings. But the mask would always crack, you remember that? And all it had was that little friggin' elastic yeah, yeah, yeah. string on it, you know? And the thing is, it kills me. And I've been trying to find this picture, and it's somewhere, somewhere in a pile of crap at my parents' house, and the friggin' thousands of pictures probably shoved under their bed. And because to me, it was always an iconic picture. It was my dad used to have this El Camino, which he loved, you know? And it was, it was probably in the 90s when it finally died. And he was taking it to the place to get it fixed. You know, my mom was following him there and it caught on fire on the way to the place to bring right. where he was bringing it to get it fixed. You know? But it's a picture and it's from like Mardi Gras, probably circa 1982, where we're all, where me and uh, my brother and my two sisters are in the back of the El Camino, all dressed up in our costumes right, right. for Mardi Gras Day, you know? Yeah, so. I don't know. It's kind of like my rosebud because I can't <laughs> find the that what's damn the,
0: What's your dad's rosebud? The duck. What's your? D- what's that?
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. No, Some it's stuffed a stuffed
0: duck. It's or a picture something. of a yeah, duck I or my mom, that okay. he
1: drew. Yeah yeah. Picture <laughs> of a duck he drew when he was a kid. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yes. Yeah. He that's his rosebud. But, I mean, I think I have other real rosebuds. but that photograph is something that I, I'm going to need to get that one day. Because I remember I was like, where the hell can this be? I was like, I can't believe I never at any point got this photograph and scanned right. it or something, you know? And it's a real pain in the ass to go find all those pictures, you know? Because
0: they're all like an hour. Yeah, a couple years ago, shit, we had you know? uh, when we had the blog, I had put up a bunch of Halloween uh, costumes of uh... – of years past and I went through all the family albums that my mom has and I pulled out all the, all of my Halloween costumes basically from like from two to to 13 was probably when I stopped. Um,
1: yeah. I, I, I have to think I probably didn't, I probably didn't costume after seventh grade because in eighth grade I entered a new school and it was
0: like, yeah, you're too old to costume now, yeah. you know? So it was, uh, it was a good time. Uh, yeah. J- Jeremy didn't end up making it. Jillian didn't end up making it. But uh, we had fun. We had a parade. We had the uh, first annual. Y'all did, yeah, y'all's, yeah, did, did, y'all did own y'all's own parade? Asbury Park doesn't have a Halloween parade, so we, we launched it. Um,
1: that was a Liberty it, it, thing?
0: What's a Liberty thing? Jackson. What's the
1: town you're from?
0: Yes. Jackson, oh, sorry. Jackson! Liberty. Is it Liberty something school, yeah. down there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry about that. Uh okay. Right. <laughs> the
1: well, the Tom's Jackson River is the parade, the parade that we
0: used to march in. Oh, yeah. uh,
1: okay. So, so y'all went to. Okay, wait. So where did y'all go? Where did we went down parade? the block? So we went down. Uh, no,
0: no, no, it was just drag uh, a wagon it was or me something? and Cole and Emma and uh, and. Josh's wife Michelle went because she likes doing shit like that. And uh, my mom made my dad go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I okay. thought it was too late. Josh thought it was too late. So we went and uh, we went <coughs> and just walked, crossed Asbury Ave, which is the main street, the, the main east west street. We crossed yeah. that and walked east, uh, opposing traffic so we could wave to them. And then we crossed back. We went one block, crossed back. And then came Secret back uh, opposing traffic.
1: Obviously on the sidewalk, I assume, since you all didn't have a we were on the sidewalk, parade but permit.
0: Apparently, and I hadn't thought about this, but apparently Josh's kids don't walk in urban areas because they <laughs> they were like just jetting out in the middle of the street. You know, they didn't they didn't know about crosswalks. <laughs> and, and I was like, "What is wrong
1: with you guys?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. They will, this is a absolutely. city. People will kill you. Yeah, I know. It's the way it is in New Orleans. You will get hit. <laughs>
0: so I gave him a little taste of uh, urban living, and we had our parade, and we came back and bobbed for apples, and you know, otherwise had a pretty nice time. Next year, I hope more people come. You know, and if and if they do, that'd be great. If not, uh, yeah, that's fine. We had a blast.
1: What about the roommate? The uh, other they roommate. Weren't
0: here. So there's two others. There's two others now. Okay.
1: There's the girl that was yeah. sleeping on the bed that yeah. you finally fixed.
0: <laughs> uh, just a new one. And then
1: who's the other one?
0: Just a new one. Oh,
1: okay. just a new one. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's no Mysterious great Mysterious new one. So I'd rather just, you know, gloss over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 I got you. So there's pictures. You uploaded one picture a few years ago, and it was one where you were wearing a Chicago Blackhawks
0: <laughs> jersey. Perhaps my favorite Halloween.
1: Yeah, why well, why don't why don't you tell the listening audience, thousands of people that are that have downloaded this classic episode of. Uh, two sorry excuses in the tens that have stuck through it this long on this episode which is already an hour 48
0: <laughs> Sit back children.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell our remaining listeners which I guarantee you includes Fredo because he texted me today. He said listening to your podcast. I didn't know it. I, I, assu- I figured I was Fredo because it was a weird right. international number. Listening to your podcast right? your stand mixer I have a great pizza recipe. I will give you some recipes (laughs) and
0: tell you how to
1: do it perfectly. Oh, that's great.
0: (laughs) That's great. So
1: so tell Fredo and Chad and whomever else is listening right now about your adventures as a... uh, Fan of the Chicago Blackhawks circa 1997.
0: So sit back, children, relax and enjoy the tale of the <laughs> 1106 Halloween spooktacular sound effects. <laughs> um, so, what? So, that was what your guys' senior year? Yeah, so it was 97, well, right? yeah, it was 97, yeah.
1: Because it would been... Right, so 97 like second year, year yeah.
0: of law school. And um, I had... I must have come up the year before. Maybe... Oh, I know why I was there. It was ter- Little Teresa's graduation. Uh, so I graduated, then Little Teresa graduated, then, then BP graduated. Right? So that would so your first year at yep. 1106 was, was TD's graduation. I came up and stayed with you guys... Um, to go to, to go to TD's graduation and BP was friends with TD. So he would have been, he would have been, uh, you know, kind of with me every step of the way there. And someone, yeah, 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 yes,
1: TD's a solid person. I think she might've had some I'm trying to think what her family was dressed up as. I saw pictures. I she had a bunch uh, of, I, I'd imagine they'd her. be like
0: the Incredibles or something like that. You know, they're a good family. You know, like a thickest thieves kind of family. Like, the kids are always up for for doing stuff.
1: Yeah, I think there might have been (laughs) costume changes involved with them, too. So, um,
0: while I was up there for TD's graduation in May, I had the foresight to plan my Halloween costume for the following year. And it included stealing or borrowing. Surreptitiously removing BP's Blackhawks jersey from his closet. And and I think I think that's what it was. I was sleeping in his room. He must have been out off somewhere else or, or working or doing whatever. So I got I had free reign of his room and I took the I took the the Blackhawks jersey and, and came up with this great idea. And so Months pass, the entire summer into the fall, and I start up school again. And I started to grow a. I started to grow a a mustache. I wanted to grow a Fu Manchu mustache to pull off this costume. Uh, so I did exactly what you do. I let a beard grow, right? So for. for yep, yep. You got to when you can't
1: grow it too so strong, You always got to go the beard this gross first.
0: Going, and the. I was headed up to Syracuse on a Friday, right? But I didn't have classes on a Friday. Um, so on Thursday, on Wednesday night, I decided, you know, it would be funny if I went to law school, if I went to school, went to class with uh, my Fu Manchu shaved. You know, I, I I I jumped the gun by a day. So all the people I went to law school with thought I was a bit odd anyway in terms of, like, my approach to law school and You know, I wanted to be a sports agent. I didn't want to be a litigator. And, you know, the uptight, you know, type A personality that a law student is. I certainly wasn't that. And, uh, you know, I kind of stood out a little bit. So I thought it would be funny. You know, I'd further further perpetuate the stereotype of myself, the caricature of myself, by shaving this Fumichu. Well, no sooner did I shave it, I got a phone call for a job interview, for an internship interview that was supposed to happen <laughs> Friday morning and I debated much like you did with the beard situation I debated long and hard on oh, what should I do with this mustache and this is long before the hipsters you know, were were even a, a glimmer in anybody's eye mustaches weren't socially acceptable you know so I ended up having to shave the mustache, which was, which was really, really the first step in the downward spiral, because it, it really would have made the costume if I, if I kept the, the, the actual mustache. But I didn't, so I ended up having to run around and find like a fake mustache that, you know you could put on with spirit gum and uh, like the whole deal. It was a real pain.: Yes, yeah. but just a minor hiccup. In an otherwise brilliant plan, uh, I bought a f- Afro wig, and I had had a red, white, and blue headband that I had forever, and that was the was with necessary ingredients for a Brian Peters costume, because I had car- I had cargo shorts and I had uh, yep. I had Birkenstocks. I think was what I was wearing. And sure enough, I think you guys had the party Friday night, right? So I rolled right into town. Yeah, drove, yeah, yeah. drove right up from DC.
1: Yep, you showed up. I think with Mike Peters, yes, right? That's what I forgot. I always forget peers. he was there.
0: I always forget he was there. Right? He was. A,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he might have been yeah, exactly. an old timey
0: cop. So we both show up there, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and as they say, the rest is history. I I I did a few, one or two BP bits. You know, I did a, couple a day that of jokes, will live in infamy. and then I just uh, kind of went off to the side and just enjoyed a couple cocktails and and really let people have a good time. <laughs> I took a few photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all. I took a few <laughs> photos. There's a few shots of me. Um,
1: yes, it was. I indulged,
0: all... <laughs> uh, you know, indulged the 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 clan. It was oh, good, man, you know, it was a good time. for Brian. A good time. And and yeah, to be honest, you. though who really, that's, that's really what I was, was concerned with, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. my time. I had a good time.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I yeah. I know. I, I know. You, I you had, had a good
0: time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny thing is I think in retrospect, Brian, you know, cause I think we talked about it in the last couple of years and he's, kinda of foggy on it. But the other thing was he was kind of foggy on the night yes. because he yeah, got yeah, so yeah. drunk. You know, and I think one of the reasons he ended up getting so drunk so fast was because of your your uh <laughs> your portrayal of him <laughs> uh. <laughs> because what I remember I in my mind it's him sitting on the steps all like bummed out. And disappointed, and angry, and you just kept <laughs> fucking wouldn't let it go. <laughs> and and what I really felt bad about the whole thing was, you know, Brian, you know, he still always loved talking about Vikings, you know? He loved the whole yeah. drinking like a Viking thing, you know? And he had spent a bunch of money renting this
0: expensive Viking right. It was like a real costume.
1: <laughs> yeah, like he went to the costume shop and rent a Viking costume. He was all proud. He was going to be this Viking, you know, and he was dressed up for the party. And then later on, they were going to take it out, you know, and he didn't even, you know, he, he passed out by 11 o'clock or so, 10 or 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> cause, cause, cause he was, <laughs> he was so angry. He just kept drinking and drinking. And he blacked out and passed out, you know, and he never even got to really enjoy his Viking costume. I remember he was a sad, a sad drunken viking on the stair an angry heartbroken
0: <laughs> viking on the stairs <laughs> uh, you know which is really which is really funny because it all uh, y- y- regardless of how annoying that uh, annoying the perception of me was right i'm not going to say that i was annoying cuz i had a good time i had a blast i thought it was a lot of fun
1: yeah 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 but you do have a great ability uh, to beat
0: a dead horse. So. Right, but as we've said before, <laughs> I think the difference between between me and somebody who beats a dead horse, the average person who beats a dead horse, is I think the average person who beats a dead horse doesn't know that they're beating a dead horse. I'm fully aware yeah. that I'm beating the dead horse. I just don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It kind of makes... Makes it that much worse. No, but
0: Brian I don't think cares. About it. You know,
1: he like I he's like, I don't see it as that bad, but I was like, that's the perspective on the outside. Like, because I remember him being on the stairs and you kept coming be,
0: Hello, I'm Brian <laughs> Peters. Brian <laughs> Peters, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, like it was like the same thing was over, was over and over again. Like yeah.
0: soap and I found funny. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. It was like that's what it was. It was yes, like the exactly. shit says. And that was the says. whole point of the caricature, right? It was yeah. that it was indeed a caricature, <laughs> and um, the it was an inside joke essentially between me and myself. Which to me are the funniest yeah, 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 yeah. jokes. You know? Yeah, I know. Um, I, I
1: get that. You
0: know, and the fact that I pulled it off months and months you know? in advance, you know. Right. Yeah, that's what so, was diabolical
1: I enjoyed about it. it. <laughs> Thinking six months ahead of time that you're going to be Brian Peters for Halloween. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: so. Yeah. But it's a great story now that we all enjoy. All parties involved <laughs> yes. enjoy that yes. story now. Um, or maybe they all enjoy rehashing it, but at least they're over. And it's just a funny story from the past, but it has to be venerated Absolutely. Absolutely. every Halloween. You know, that's just like there's stories. Like, like how my brother had it, turned 50 on October 17th. And my mom came in, she started saying, we had a little gathering at the house, you know? And, uh, she came in talking about the day he was born, you know, and going to the hospital.
0: I was like, <laughs> Oh, here it is.
1: We're venerating, uh, your birth story. Cause there's, that's what's like with my mom. For all the birthdays, it's like, oh, the story of when you were born. And then the holidays, you know, there'll be the, you know, Christmas stories. You know, where there's a few of them, and every year we got to hear them. Oh, the time that they put friggin' coal in the stocking because they were being right, bad right. or some shit. You know, <laughs> with my older brothers, or you know, or like the time they, my brother Josh was on the. Tree swing they had in the front yard when he was like seven, and my brother spun him around, and been eating candy from his stocking, and he freaking started puking the fountain of <laughs> <laughs> chocolate puke. You know, it's all the stories right. that need to be venerated exactly every right. year. You know, they got to be retold. The same stories are told over and over again. It's like here it is. <laughs> And that's what this story is. This is our Halloween story.
0: <laughs> you know, every year you if as long yeah, as yeah, yeah, yeah. as long as we're recording our podcast, you can expect to hear the 1106 Halloween spook Yep, it's a tradition.
1: Things. Yep. It's All right, a tradition. Man, on that every note, year you'll hear uh, it.
0: We're, we're 2 hours you and know? Poor Val just took a leak in my room cuz he's he's
1: uh Alright, I gotta so. eat dinner anyway. Alright, so.
0: anyway, on that note, uh with apologies to Girk's brother. We will see you guys next week.
1: Yeah, good night Fredo and uh send me them pizza recipes, alright?